Hey there. Your yard took a real beating this summer. Luckily, Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard has your back. Just feed your grass with Scott's again this fall when the air is cool and the soil is warm. It's the perfect time to give your lawn a boost. If you do, WinterGuard will give your yard the nourishment it needs to help weak, thin grass recover and support root growth, giving you a greener, more resilient lawn both now and next spring. Guaranteed. Grab a bag of Scott's Turf Builder WinterGuard today. You'll be back to barbecuing in no time. This is a Scott's Yard. One. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Tyler Parker. And this is Pin Drop Discussions. This is a brand new segment called Tyler's Thoughts. And a little bit about this segment that's different from the other segments. It's still a part of the larger Pin Drop Discussions. Um, and the thing about it is, is that I'm going to discuss um, whatever this week's topic is. It's just I'm just going to give you um, my opinion because uh, a lot of times during the discussions, I'm not really, you know, I'm trying my hardest not to give you my opinion. Um, so this will be a, a short segment where you get a little bit of that. Um, you get a little bit of the the music uh, portion um, because I live for music. Um, and there's like certain songs that I can, you know, feel that go with the topic that I'm talking about. And of course, um, on YouTube, you won't actually, you know, get the um, the feel of the music. You actually have to tune into the podcast version, which is available on Spreaker. Um, it's also available on SoundCloud, Stitcher. You can go to Facebook and get it. Um, and also, you know, be sure to click that www.pindropdiscussions.com. And that's where you can find a lot of all... Um, well, I said a lot of all, but I meant um, most of all of our information. Um, you know, the, the website is a work in progress, just like pretty much everything else in life, you know. Um, so just bear with us. Keep checking it. Um, you know, you know, you can check it like once a week. There will be, you know, new material up there. Um, I'm pretty good about updating the information. Uh, so without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and play the first song. Um which, you know, I feel is one of my all-time favorites is Bruno Mars, Just The Way You Are. So beautiful, and I tell her every day. 
how I feel that those lyrics resonate. And um, I apologize for cutting that song off so abruptly. Um, but it's just that, that last part that really uh, moves me. Excuse me. Every time I hear that song and I hear, because you're amazing just the way you are, you know, um, I have a daughter, uh, five years old. Uh, her name is Audrey. And um, I just think that this song is so applicable to any situation that you're talking to someone, um, a woman that you love. Um, you know, and it's like, hey, baby girl, you're amazing just the way you are. Or, you know, if you're talking to someone you're dating or um, someone you want to date or even someone who you just appreciate, um, like someone like your mother, your sister, um, whoever it is in your life that you really can look at and say, hey, you know, like you're amazing just the way you are. So, um um, so yeah, just one of the big things um is being able to communicate that to females and this week's topic is the beauty of women and I feel like being able to tell them, you know, uh that you're beautiful just the way you are without having to, you know, really feel like that you need anything in return is beautiful. You know, even for a female to compliment another female is beautiful, you know. Um just being able to say, Hey, girl, you you doing that thing. I don't know however y'all talk to each other. I I hear a lot of negativity that um some females consider like, Oh no, that's my you know, that's my girl right there. She can say whatever to me. But a lot of times psychologically, um, I feel like we, we kinda miss cues. Um, in our conversations to where we might say something and intend something else and on the outside it may you know feel like okay that's my friend you know they can say whatever they want but you know deep down inside they may be poking at an insecurity that you know they may not have intended to do you know so I just feel like um uh, one of the hashtags that I love to use is called uh, communicate different. And it's a hashtag I came up with. It was one of my good friends, um, Kendrick Cunningham. Uh, you know, I was just like, uh, I feel like, you know, we need to communicate differently. You know, uh, one of my professors, uh, Professor Adams at St. Augustine's University, you know, he was just like, um, a lot of times in our culture, um, some of the things that we say to each other can be really unhealthy and you know, we just don't really pay it that much attention. And I feel like that that's serious. You know, I feel like that is something that we really need to dig into. If something is uncomfortable and you feel it's uncomfortable, but you feel like, you know, this person is your friend, then I feel like you should say something, you know. Um, but it shouldn't just be on that, on that person who's getting told, you know, um, whatever it is. Uh, that they're being told to take it as a compliment. I don't think it's just that person's responsibility to, you know, to just um, take it the way that, that person perceives it. Like, it's, it's like artwork. You know, conversation is art, literally. Um, it's like you can perceive whatever you want to because once those words are out in the open, they are open to interpretation. So, um, yeah, that's uh, just like the first little part of 
um, the conversation or the first part of my thoughts on uh, the beauty of women. I feel like we should be able to just um, compliment women without expecting anything in return or um, and I feel I mean, I do that often, you know, sometimes I'll just compliment women and they'll be looking at me like, um, so, you know, that's it. <laughs> I just wanted to compliment you. It's nothing. It's nothing serious. Um, uh, I, I don't have any secret agenda. I'm just complimenting you. I like your hair. I like your shoes. I like what you, you know, what you've done with yourself. If I see you and I know you personally and I see, you know, I see you progressing in life, it's just that because I would want somebody to tell that to my daughter. I would want somebody to tell that to my mom. You know, I would want somebody to tell that to um, my children's mother. I would want somebody to tell that to um, any female in general, uh, you know. Um, so that's just how I feel on that specific topic. Um, Another one of the topics uh, about the beauty of women was like the it's just roles in society. Um, you know how I feel uh, that. Well, I guess to to clarify, when I say roles in society, and I, the first thing that came to mind was the Serena Williams incident that just happened. Um, I felt like she was entitled to be angry. You know, I really do. Um, like I was telling my sister uh, Chrissy earlier, it was like, you know, I feel like that stigma of being an angry black woman was like already there, you know, and it, it's just one of those things that um, is going to be added on to any given situation. Um, so it's going to be blown out of proportion. But one of the things that was critical to me was that I noticed when Serena Williams had taken her time off to become a mother, you know, um, and that maternity leave is is very serious, um, that women need that. They need that time, especially as a, I, I want to say as a God-given nurturer, like there are men that can be nurturers as well, but like we expect women to be nurturers why one because they breastfeed men can't breastfeed i mean that is something that is very intimate that a man will never be able to do sorry um uh but anyway back to the point of saying that when she took time off to you know have her child um you know her ranking went down um and when she went you know when she entered her next tournament when she came back off of maternity leave it wasn't the same. It was like she had to climb that much harder. And I feel like that in itself represented society in like <laughs> just a nutshell, you know, because it was like, one, you're taking time off to do something that you wanted to do as a as a as a woman, as a um, as a human being. You know, we want to reproduce. We want to see little people that look and act. Well, they might not act like this, but they we want them to. We want to produce something in this world, you know what I'm saying? Like we we want to have that opportunity. So, why is it that women are like punished for that? And in that instance, you know, when she came back, I felt me. My personal opinion was that I felt that she came back for women who had children and took time off. Like you, it could she could have been a saleswoman at the top of her sales game. And she could have been number one in her country, in her company. And then when she came back, her rankings would have been at the bottom. So she would have had to work that much harder to get back to where she was at. And I feel like, you know, um, the last tournament 
you know, it, it was good as far as, you know, her positioning. Um, you know, she climbed her way up to the top. Uh, I didn't watch it in in full, but I know she got very, she got close um, to where her standards are. You know, because when you hear Serena Williams, you expect gold trophy automatically. You know, not even going to lie to you. She's one of the top athletes in the world, so you just expect that from her. So I'll say, like, as far as um, standards-wise, I feel like she, you know, made a real impact um, as to um, the case of what women can do even when their back's against the wall. You know, because I feel like pushing her that far down was literally like the wall was, was like, at her back, you know. Um, so in this last tournament, um, apparently, you know, she somebody had said something to her and she was upset. I feel like we should allow women that space to be upset and not scrutinize them for, you know, m having misplaced emotions. I feel like it wasn't just necessarily at that man at that specific time. I just feel like it was just a lot on her plate. You know, I do it a lot of the times. I'm like, well, I try not to have misplaced emotions, so I try to direct my um, emotions towards the area in which they stem from. I mean, but a lot of times, if the pressure is too much, if it's if it's just too much, then it explodes, and you can't really help that. Like, they'd be like shaking up a bottle of soda, and when it's ready to explode, you're like, oh, you shouldn't have exploded that way. But you shook it up. <laughs> what do you expect? So, um, anyway, that is my um, my feelings on that. I feel like we should allow women to have that space um, and that time um, just to emotionally uh, prepare. Like, I mean, because honestly, it's almost like PTSD, to be honest. It, it, it's it's a experience that you go through. It's a natural experience that causes you to just think about things, analyze things. Imagine spending all that time on maternity leave and just constantly thinking about, I, I mean, I know we try to rationalize and say, while you're you know, with your child, you should be with your child, but we're humans. We think about things. We think about things like our careers. Like if you can't, I'm not saying that she can't, because obviously she can't, but on this level, on my level, um, when I think about taking time off of work or, you know, changing jobs to from changing from a job to a career and it's like I have to think about the monetary things, you know, that's external pressure. Um, but it's actually coming from inside of myself. So, um, you know, it's just a number of of things that I think that we should take into consideration when we have when we're having these discussions. Um, especially about women, not saying that they're any different from men, because the emotional imbalance is about the same. It's just that um, one one sex does a little bit a little bit differently than the other sex, um, but it's the same it's the same uh, characteristics. So um, with that being said, I'm gonna get into the next song, one of my favorite ones of all time of all time, Lauren Hill. Nothing even matters.
So, um, yeah, uh, the reason why I played Nothing Even Matters is obviously because I feel like there are situations um, that arise in women's lives that obviously cause a change. And I call those, you know, defining moments. And uh, I see them a lot and especially in some of the females that are around me and I'm like wow that had to hurt but obviously you know um, you made your way through it and um, it it creates this um, perception of strength for me um, I think every time that I see a, a woman go through a very challenging situation, hmm, excuse me, every time I see a woman go through a challenging situation that they become stronger. Um, and that's amazing to me. You know, it's kind of like, uh, I really don't have anything to compare it to. Um, it's just a fact of life. <laughs> um, they become stronger, uh, more aware, more alert, um, more dependable. Um, especially when it comes to giving advice, and that is, you know, nothing but wisdom right there and I can appreciate that and 
I feel like it doesn't matter what age, you know, a woman is, um, or even a young woman, if she's spouting out wisdom, then, you know, that is, it has to come from a real place, whether she's a listener or she's a person that's actually endured firsthand, um, psychologically speaking, it's about the same um, experience because people who are empathetic can, you know, feel the some of this. They can feel some of the same um, emotions as the person that was going through them. If they're, you know, obviously a listener, or if they experienced it firsthand, then obviously they have their own um, experiences to uh, tie their emotions to. Uh, so it's not exactly, um, it's not exactly the same, but it's close enough, you know, that you can say, okay, I can take this seriously. Um, and I feel like that is a, a very, um, big cause for respect. Um, because you never know, like, what situations, um, anyone has gone through. Um, so yeah, I just feel like that is uh, an element that we need to work on as well. Um, this is actually sitting down and listening to each other and letting each other talk, um, especially in our spiritual community. Um, you know, let our young ones have their time. And when I say young ones, I mean anybody under the age of like, 30, that's what I mean by young ones, because, um, you know, most of the church elders are either upwards 40, um, or, you know, I'm seeing a trend now, there's like some young, some younger pastors, um, but still, like, the overhead leadership is obviously older because of the, you know, wisdom and experience, as it should be, um, but I believe there should be more time and attention directed at, um, you know, your 30 and under crowd uh, because as we know the world is definitely changing and um the experiences that some of the, these young people are experiencing are pretty um life changing and I, I don't think we're at a place where we can dismiss any experience um you know i feel like the more we listen to each other the more we learn to love and cohabitate and I just think it can only be better. You know, I just think we can only grow from here. Um, so yeah, in our um, health community, uh, same thing. You know, health experiences. Um, speaking to like diabetes, um, you know, STDs. Um, living healthy as far as like eating habits. Um, you know, cutting out certain foods or, you know, implementing certain foods, I think we, you know, need to have a listening ear to our younger community as well. Uh, because again, they've experienced some things, they've seen some things, you know, they've seen um, friends, aunts, uncles go through trials and tribulations to where they said, I want to make a change. So if they're, you know, decided that they want to make a change, I believe that it's worth listening to. And um, the last element, so we talked about spiritual, 
um, basically physical and mental um, mental element we kind of touched earlier um, as far as um, allowing women that emotional space that's definitely a part of the mental aspect um, and I believe that um, a woman's state of mind is probably the most critical of the three if there was an order um i believe they're all equal to an extent <laughs> because if you can change your mindset you can change anything um so that's why i say i, I would kind of put i would put mind spirit and then obviously physical um because the physical is tangible um you really can't see the mind or the spirit um but yeah if you can uh really gauge a female's mindset and you can see that um she's really developed herself and you know that she's really um she's really solid like you know she's grounded in who she is uh mentally then you know you can work on the spiritual aspect um as a community, not as an individual, because that's not that's not something any individual should try to tackle. Um, <laughs> don't just just take that as a uh, as a as a bit of wisdom. Um, and I, I don't mean speaking to it as like an intervention. I just mean um, something as a spiritual community that if you feel like somebody is lacking something spiritually, um, that you come up with ways to address it to where then they can address it themselves and then later implement the things that they know to believe. Um, and that is, that kind of goes along with the way that you train up a child in the way that they should go instead of like trying to like, you need this, you need to get this, you need to get this, you need to get this. I like, know that's, that's not the way, um, that's not the way a lot of people actually get it. That's the way you continue um, cycles of, depression um and repression uh because they're gonna repress a lot of things that that they think is gonna go against what the people who they value um giving them this information you know it's gonna it's just gonna be counterproductive um is what i'm trying to get at so and they're gonna teach their kids and then of course their kids either have two choices to either rebel or you know, continue in the same patterns and traditions. And I did say this was going to be short, and it's turned into 30 minutes, so I do apologize. Um, but yeah, you know, it's like, uh, I, now, now I get it. When you get a chance to talk, you are going to talk. So um, this has been the very first segment of um, Tyler's Thoughts. Um, and I don't think I'll do it like as often as every week. Um, I probably won't put it on every topic, uh, just because I like for my thoughts to be a mystery. Yeah. Um, that and you know I, I wanted to come out in conversation. Um, you know I definitely don't want to be dogmatic. I don't want to take anybody's uh place. Um, as far as like out talking them so you know i'm more of a, a listener um in short believe what you believe um be beautiful um be encouraged 
and just continue to stay thankful, continue to stay prayed up, uh, just continue to be in the right mind space. And if you have people around you that love you and care about you, then you are winning. You are winning. Because, I mean, man, there's enough people in the world that don't care about you. If you have just one or two, man, you are treasure. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to play one song out the door as we're going out. And it's uh, Pretty Brown Eyes, um, Amory and Trey song. It's the, yeah, it's one of those remixes. Well, not even a remix, but you know. Never mind. If you if you know, then you know. How about that, Bobby Brown? Pretty Brown. Nah, I was too young for that. I don't know about that. Tune in next time. Tyler's thoughts, and also give Pin Drop Discussions a listen. Give it a like. Give it a follow. Go and find it. It's everywhere. If it's not everywhere yet, it's going to be everywhere. Oh, and look out for Intellectual Social Club. Special thanks um, to my whole team, um, Timbrel, Daphne, Eric, um, St. Augustine's University, uh, and Esoteric Culture. Thank you so much. You guys are um, love. Thank you for all the people around me. Um, my mother, my children's mother. Uh, my friends, my family, thank you all for continuing to support me. Love you guys the most, the most. Oh, shout out my brothers too. Peace. Hey there, your yard took a real beating this summer. Luckily, Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard has your back. Just feed your grass with Scott's again this fall when the air is cool and the soil is warm. It's the perfect time to give your lawn a boost. If you do, WinterGuard will give your yard the nourishment it needs to help weak, thin grass recover and support root growth, giving you a greener, more resilient lawn both now and next spring. Guaranteed. Grab a bag of Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard today. You'll be back to barbecuing in no time. This is a Scott's Yard.